0: If you would love to create a transformational and successful coaching business, but you don't know where to start or how to make this a full-time career, then my new certification program, Influential Coach, is for you. There is no other four-month live online mastermind like this. I am going all-in, guns blazing on this one with you to skyrocket your coaching career and personal brand online. You will learn the frameworks I personally use for rapid transformational coaching so you can support your clients to achieve their dreams no matter where they are in life. You will also learn how to authentically brand and market yourself as a coach so you can stand out from the rest and build a career of freedom and fulfillment. Spots are limited and this is an application only program. So if you're serious about finally committing to building a successful career in transformational coaching, then head over to IamJoelBrown.com coach and apply today. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown. And today I have the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Lee Dumas, founder of Entrepreneurs on Fire. He also has a new book coming out, look out. It's called The Common Path to Uncommon Success, A Roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment two words I really really love but also <laughs> very curious the common path to uncommon success I'm, I'm really excited to dive into this man to see what the uncommon success is uh I met you who it would have been about five years back just very briefly uh we're both speaking at an event Pat Flynn was there I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk uh this was at Thrive with uh Cole Hatter. Cole Hatter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I loved your talk, man. You were sharing some really rock solid principles. Uh, So I'm excited to dive deeper with you today. Thanks for being here. I know you rock a lot of uh, episodes on your podcast as well. So I'm excited (laughs) to see what, what wisdom you've been able to embody over the years.
1: Well, listen, I'm fired to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to sharing some wonderful value with your audience.
0: Yes, yes. Awesome. John Lee. What does it mean to be an entrepreneur to you? What's your definition of an entrepreneur? Let's kick it off with that.
1: To me, an entrepreneur gets to wake up in the morning and do what they want, where they want, with whom they want to do it with. That's what drew me to entrepreneurship back in 2012. As I enter now a decade of being an entrepreneur, that's why I still am an entrepreneur and why I can and will be nothing else.
0: Yes. Yes. I love this, man. I love it. I share such a, uh, infinity with you in that because it's interesting. If you were to take your mind back to when you were working in a nine to five, do you find that this, this is kind of tough now to do this? Do you find it hard to connect back into that space or like, how is that for you now? Cause I know you've been achieving a lot of success for so many years now.
1: I could not fathom going back to a nine to five. I think that there are people that will always thrive in a nine to five. And that's wonderful. Like, I think you need to know thyself. I cannot thrive in a nine to five. I've never been able to. I've always been somebody who's wanted to buck the system, to challenge authority. I've never liked making other people rich. I only like making myself rich. And then of course, sharing how I did it with others so they can go off and do it on their own, but not through my physical work exertions at a like a John Hancock, which was a financial company I worked for or for a commercial real estate firm or whatever that might be. Like I had to focus on what I truly enjoyed most, which was working on like passions and projects that I wanted to do when I wanted to do it.
0: Yes, yes. So John, you know I believe that 80% of success is mindset, 20% is mechanics. You may have a different, different view on it, but if you were to pull this apart and look at it, what would be the three elements within mindset that you would say that you've paid a lot of attention to, that you focused on developing over the years that has attributed to a lot of your success?
1: Productivity, number one, like really having a mindset of being productive. And when I say that, I mean producing the right contents. That's where a lot of people get productivity wrong. They, they think that they're in this mindset of being productive and efficient and effective, but they're just doing all the wrong things. They're spending all their time doing all the wrong things. I like to say a lot of people are going a million miles an hour in the wrong direction. And guess what? After one hour, you're a million miles in the wrong direction. So productivity means you are producing the right contents. Another mindset I like to have people make sure that they have within is a mindset of discipline. Discipline truly means that you are a disciple to a plan of action and you execute upon that plan. And so few people have a plan for the day. I mean, I I could ask 99% of entrepreneurs right now when they wake up in the morning. So what's your plan for the day? And I would get 99% terrible answers or no answers or just blank stares of like, what? I just don't open up my email and just like start responding to people. No, that's called OPP, other people's problems. Most people (laughs) live there their entire lives. I choose to live in my world, which is every morning I wake up, there's a plan in place. I execute upon that plan real quick. I mean, not to get too detailed or specific right now, but brother, I've got 11 interviews today that are averaging 30 minutes each. I'm getting those done in five and a half hours because I have an amazing plan of action, and I will execute upon that plan. Most people like eleven interviews in a day. I couldn't do that in a week or a month, and I'm like, (laughs) you're right, you couldn't because you have a terrible plan. You are not a disciple to a specific plan of action. And then the, the last thing I'll say is focus. You know, people need to have a mindset of focus. You are a typical entrepreneur when you have this bright, shiny object syndrome and you're chasing everything that might look interesting. You have FOMO for all the people that are doing all the things. Those that win have a very narrow and dialed in focus. I like to say they go one, uh, one inch wide and one mile deep. Those are, those are the people that win.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've harnessed this military discipline, this military focus. Were you in the military?
1: Eight years as an officer in the U.S. Army.
0: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Structure, man. That, it's so funny. So I live in Bali, Indonesia, and there's, there's some parts of Bali where you have these very free-spirited people. And uh, they're like, you know, it's all good and, and you know, life, life will be what it is kind of vibe. And when we really start digging deeper into it, or we realize like, wait a minute, you're bankrupt. Or... You know, you've got some things that you're you're really stressing about, but you're trying to mask it with everything's all good. And it's because they lack order. So, like when I hear what you share, it's like, wow, well, you've you've taken something that's worked well for you to really shape and mold yourself into this person that's focus and discipline. And now you've transferred it into this space of entrepreneurship and obviously done very well for yourself with it as well. So that's great, man. And you're, you're obviously challenging yourself to go, you know, how many episodes could I do but still maintain quality and you just keep showing up. That's That's, that's awesome. the thing.
1: I just keep showing up. And to me, freedom is what I've created by showing up every single day, by putting in the hard work, by being ordered, by being disciplined, by being focused, by being productive. And now I have this financial war chest, which allows me to truly be creative, to truly be free, to truly focus on the things that I want to focus on, not kicking the can down the road, you know, not like you know, knowing that I'm just a hair breath away from being completely broke or already there. And listen, like I get why people shy away from living this life of order and discipline. But the reality is when you commit to it, at least for a time and you do it the right way, that is truly what will set you free.
0: Yeah. Amen, man. Amen. Your book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, uh, you have... 17 steps. There you go. You got it on camera right there. I see it, man. I can't wait to get my hands on it. 17 step roadmap. And I like this, man. I like sequences when we can go, okay, let's let's follow this. Let's implement each one. Out of all the 17 steps, what are your top two? That if you could only share two, which ones would they be?
1: Okay. So number one, I mean, this book is a passion project. I mean, this is a book that it took me literally a decade of interviewing 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. That's what I've done with Entrepreneurs wow. on fire. I've interviewed 3,000 of the world's most successful entrepreneurs. I've taken their brilliance, their genius, their success habits, and I've literally downloaded it in to a 17-step roadmap because these are the 17 core foundational principles that all successful entrepreneurs share. And I put into this roadmap step-by-step step in a chronological order. Oh, wow. Now, to your question specifically, I'll show you my two favorites. This is a 71,000 word book. This is a 273 pages of like honestly pure genius. And again, I can say that because it's not my genius that's in this book. It's the 3,000 entrepreneurs that I interviewed that are the genius in this book. Chapter 7, step 7 of this of this revolutionary 17-step uh, roadmap is called Designing Your Content Production Plan. So Joel, 71,000 words. The average chapter is 3,500 pages. Chapter 7 is 13,500 words. It blew me away after I wrote this chapter how important and impactful designing your content production plan is to being the success you want to be in this world. I can tell you people that win at a high level, the 3000 successful entrepreneurs I've interviewed, they win at a high level because they have a fantastic content production plan, which I've learned from and of course applied to my business. And so I have a fantastic content production plan. Almost everybody else that's not having massive levels of success they have a terrible content production plan. Like if you're hearing my voice, if you're seeing my face, you likely have a terrible content production plan and it's hurting your business on a massive level. The people who win have designed an amazing content production plan. And that is the reason why they went at such a high level. And so I wrote 13,500 words, you know, taking all the genius from the 3,000 entrepreneurs that I've interviewed over the past decade, putting it into this 13,500 step process, designing your content production plan. So your, your plan is going to go from terrible, which is where it's at right now, to amazing when you put in the work and follow this process. The second favorite step that I have, honestly, it would have to be my favorite overall because it's where all entrepreneurs really end up and most fail. And that is step 17, chapter 17. You go through the whole process, step one to step 16. By step 16, you're crushing it. You're crushing it. You're generating revenue. Your business is on fire. Guess what? Guess what? you still haven't figured out how to do step 17. Keep the money you make. And this goes for successful entrepreneurs who have gr- big names, big faces out there, a lot of authority and influence. A lot of them, if you could just get a flash of what their net worth is, of what their actual big account shows, you'd be like, what? Like that is minuscule and pathetic because it is because so few people have truly figured out how to keep the money they make. And let me let me give them credit they are generating a lot of revenue for their business. They're making a lot of money. They're helping a lot of people. They're providing a ton of value, but they're not keeping any of the money they make. And brother, I was there when I was living in California in 13, 14, 15 into 16, I was making millions of dollars a year, millions of dollars a year. And guess what? At the end of the year, I'd look at my bank account after writing a seven figure check to the government for taxes as the last straw, you know, Salaries, ad spend, infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. And then seven figures of a check to the government. I I had nothing left over. And I'm like, where's all the money that I made all this year? Like I saw it coming in every single day. And then I yeah, just saw, yeah. see it go out and it's gone. And my bank account is fundamentally the same. You know, maybe a little bit higher, yeah, maybe. Yeah but you know where, where's all the money that I made? And you know that made me you know decide to make a huge fundamental shift five years ago and move to Puerto Rico where I save over seven figures a year just because of taxes. But listen, that's just one thing. the tax component is big, I will say, but not everybody can or wants to move to a place like Bali or Puerto Rico or wherever they you know want to, to move to and I get that. but there's a lot of components about keeping the money you make that is so critical for you to actually reap the rewards of your unbelievably hard work and value that you're giving to the world. So, you know, besides, you know, chapter 17, which, you know, is a full full chapter about how to keep the money you make, then the, se- the second section of that chapter is how I do it. I give you really specific examples. Then I bring in Ramit Sethi, I will teach you to be rich. And that guy drops so much value about this topic as well. It's so... So critical that if you're going to work so hard to get through the first 16 steps of the 17 step roadmap that you finish strong, because man, so few people, Joel, keep the money they make.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. There's, there's quite a few things in there that you just shared that I was like, Oh, there's some, there's some depth in this. First of all, you were living in California, man. (laughs) (laughs) Taxes are (laughs) ridiculous in Cali, bro. I know I used to live there. When I moved
1: there, I wasn't making any money.
0: Yeah, When I left,
1: yeah. I was making a lot of money.
0: What, what they call it, um, Hollywood hamster wheel. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's kind of like that, man. Uh-huh. It, it kind of is. Um, but but this, this is the thing, right? Like there's a, there's a system in society that's designed and it's not designed for everybody. Like, let's be honest, right? Nine to five isn't everybody's cup of tea. Sure. For us, obviously, we, we went, you know, that's not our, our jam, maybe for some others. But at some point when you carve the path, there's got to be other ways to come out of the establishment that's, that's at hand and go, wait, if I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm also a rebel. To some degree, you are. So you've got to look at the game differently. It's not like school anymore. It's not like your mom's and pop's old, old school business. It's done differently now. So just really, you know, bringing yourself out from that first day that you left your nine-to-five to, you know, decades later, really looking at all the success you've achieved – What's shifted in you when it comes to your desires that you feel was like a really profound desire shift where maybe you chased this thing or this stuff for so long and then you got to a point where now someone couldn't pay you enough to do it anymore? What would that be?
1: Well, hey, I just want to say on that last comment, like, that's where I love where I'm at in life right now. Like, you couldn't pay me enough money to make a shift on basically anything that I'm doing because I've been able to build up such a financial war chest that like adding another million or 10 million or even like whatever it might be, it just doesn't fundamentally change like my financial situation because of the life that I want to be living here. I mean, like I'm living down in Puerto Rico, real estate's unbelievably hot. You know, I bought my home for $2 million. I was just yesterday, you know, offered three three $3.5 million cash for my home. You know, that's a $1.5 million profit in Puerto Rico. 0% capital gains, 0% capital gains. So I would be literally putting a million and a half dollars in my pocket, but I have to walk out of my dream home. You know, I love this place. This place is beautiful. It is amazing. There's no like other place that I would want to upgrade to or move to in my community down here. So it's the easiest known in the world. And like to be able to be there, you know, like I have, I have friends, frankly, that, you know, again, at, the, at, at base value, they, they're as successful as I am, but I mean, they've, had to sell their houses because, you know, they've gotten an offer that they literally couldn't refuse because they were underwater or like they needed, you know, their mortgages were burying them or whatever it was. And so they had to do things like that. And that is the essential, the essential thing that um, real entrepreneurial success freedom brings to me is, you know, the ability to a hundred percent be in control of all of my life choices.
0: Hmm. I love that, man. I love it. When it comes to your business systems, what do you feel like you tweaked or improved that has allowed you to just leap to higher brackets when it comes to not just your income, but also the impact that you're making?
1: I only do the things that only I can do in my business. And I have a team around me that does everything else. So like right now, can I have my assistant doing this interview with you, Joel, right now? Of course not. It would be a terrible interview. I love my assistant, but he would be terrible.
0: <laughs> and keeping he, a <laughs> he's not,
1: he's not, I'm keeping it real. He's from Pakistan. Like, you know, there's a language barrier. Like, he's just not going to crush it for you. I'm just sorry. It's not going to happen. Great guy, crushes it for me. Not going to happen. So, I in my business do everything that I need to do, and only I can do interviews on other podcasts. Um, Interviews for Entrepreneurs on Fire, my podcast, any maybe live webinars or trainings or whatever that might be. It's things that only I can do. And it's only a handful of things. Like it's only a, a handful of things. And everything else in my business has been taken off of my plate, outsourced to. My team. So they're doing all the other things, leaving my time, my energy, my bandwidth open. So I have a ton of time every day for my health and wellness focus. You know, I get to just, you know, go play sports like pickleball, take my dog for a walk, say yes to things that I want to say yes to, say no to everything I don't want to even come close to doing, no matter what dollar amount people are throwing at me, because it has to be a hell yes for me at this point. And by the way, I'm at, I'm into my first decade of my business. My first season, like years one to three or zero to three, it was grind mode. It was yes to everything. It was putting in the work, eighty-hour weeks. You know, going all in to make this business what it is. Season two, you know, years, you know, say th- uh, four to seven, you know, was like okay. Now it's starting to build a team around me, but still like working really hard doing the thing. Year seven to ten now has been like a different season. Like this season now is like. I'm only doing things that will really move the lever. If it's not a big lever mover for me, it's it's a no. like am i am I gonna like work really hard to like maybe make ten thousand or fifty thousand dollars on something? like no, because I want to work really hard and maybe make ten million or zero. Like I'm much more wanting to do. That project than like almost a guaranteed like twenty five dollars or $50,000, which, you know, with my net worth just doesn't move the needle. But again, I want your listeners and audience to, to say, like, this is what hopefully a lot of you are striving towards. Maybe some of you are already there right now, but there is a seasonal component. It wasn't always this way for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've got a billion dollar book right there in your hands, no. and I cannot wait for it to get out there because I know that. There's only so much we can cover on this podcast. There's only so much you could cover on your own (laughs) with a handful of episodes. So, you know, pick up the book, guys. If you're listening right now and you're like, wait, I want to learn how to do this too. I want to learn how to build my lifestyle around my business, not my business around my lifestyle, like John Lee Dumas has been able to really master, get your hands on it, because you're obviously implementing a lot more than what we're just hearing here. Uh, So I love that, man. Could you list top five software or hardware that you utilize uh, in your business that you're like, man, this is a productive tool. This is an awesome hack. This is saving me time, money, whatever it may be uh, for you. So our CRM
1: is Infusionsoft or now known as KEEP. Um, they're good, you know. There's better ones out there, I'm sure, but we've been using them for so long, we're kind of enmeshed in the CRM. Um, I'm definitely a big fan of ClickFunnels. We use ClickFunnels for a lot of things. Um, we also, um, you know, my 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 schedule or my calendar, ScheduleOnce is a great piece of SaaS software for my scheduling. Like it really keeps my calendar super inc- intact and and really efficient. I'm obsessed with Boomerang by Gmail. I think that's a huge game changer and like email organization. Like for me, being able to send an email and have a boomerang back to me if the person doesn't reply or regardless in two hours, two days, 10 days, whatever it might be. If used correctly, boomerang is absolutely fantastic. Um, text expander is an insanely awesome tool to just be able to you know, type things out very quickly with just a couple of strokes of the keyboard. So those would be my big ones.
0: Love that, man. You're, you're all about saving time, right? Being powerful with every minute. I love it.
1: Every minute. Uh, and guess what? I have a lot of leisure time. That's the thing. Like, I am, you know, because I'm so efficient with the time that I'm working, my leisure time is greatly expanded. I mean, I'll spend a lot of days just by my pool and sitting in my hammock, swaying, reading a pleasure book or reading, you know, a book on business or health or wellness, whatever it might be, you know, because I make the most of the time when I'm working, I'm working.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, I didn't know if I was going to take you here, but you seem pretty open. Are you a single man?
1: <laughs> I have a fiance. Her name is Kate Lynn Erickson. I proposed to her actually on December 25th of this year. So not single.
0: Wow. Congratulations, bro. And, and how do you balance the whole working on the biz, spending the time with your woman? Uh, how does that work for you?
1: you know, it was tough again during season one of my business because there was so much work there. And I've been with Kate for 10 years now. So she's been through the entire process of this with me. So um, it was pretty lucky about six months into my business, I I brought her on as, you know, essentially the lead, um, you know, organizer of everything that we did with our business. So I immediately was able to bring her in, offload all the things that I wasn't good at, that she was good at. And then she was kind of able to, to... to take the team there. So she totally gets, you know, how our business runs, why sometimes there are busy days and late nights and why sometimes there's not. And um, it's been really cool when your significant other is really dialed into a business and you can work together in a, in a very meaningful way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like this is where a lot of entrepreneurs go wrong is they're trying to do everything. They're wearing too many hats and taking on too many roles. Is this one of the reasons why so many entrepreneurs struggle with this process of building business?
1: Well, listen, I think you have to wear a lot of hats and do a lot of roles at the beginning because a lot of people are going to be bootstrapping. You don't have a ton of money and you've got to you can't really just hire this whole team and do all these things day one or even year one. So you've really got to be, you know, willing to put in the personal work to get to where you need to be. That being said, I do think people wait way too long to bring on that one virtual assistant that could really relieve, you know, 40 hours of non essential work, but, you know, essential, but non essential work that needs to get done, but not by you, so to speak. So, you know, I think there are seasons again that you got to, you know, go easy on yourself and saying, man, I'm just doing everything right now. Well, eight. You're bootstrapping potentially. So that's not a bad thing. And B, like you should know how to do different parts of your business, like at the very basic level. I'm not saying become an expert at every part in your business, but at least be, you know, proficient at it. So when you bring on a virtual assistant, you can train them correctly and then hand the keys off to them and know that they're going to get better and at doing what they do just by putting in the reps. So look at it more of a seasonal thing. There's going to be time and you know places you have to work super hard. But listen you know, bring it back to this book. I mean, we teach you the systems, the processes, how to build a team, how to build the funnels, increase traffic, like every step that you need to get to financial freedom and fulfillment is in this book. It is going to be your version of uncommon success It's going to get you to financial freedom and fulfillment. And again, I can brag about this book so loudly. I mean, I wrote every single word. It took me 480 hours to write this book, the 71,000 words I wrote every single one, but It's not my genius in this book, as I've shared, it's the genius, the collective genius of the 3000 plus successful entrepreneurs that I've interviewed and learned from and taken notes and put it into this revolutionary 17 step roadmap. And I know you kind of teased at the beginning, you know, and we can kind of go there now is like, you know, why did I call it the common path to uncommon success? Because listen, it's not a complicated path. It's not a hidden path or a secret path. A lot of people will want you to think that it is. It's a very common path to uncommon success. But don't let that word common fool you. Common does not mean easy. It is hard work, brother. It is hard work to get to financial freedom and fulfillment. It was really hard work for me to build this business, to build my dream business. It was hard work. But you know what else is hard? Being broke. Living yeah. paycheck to paycheck, waking up every morning, doing something you have to do instead of something you truly want to do. Um, looking in the mirror and really just being disappointed at what you're seeing because you know you're not living up to your own personal expectations or you know even capabilities. That's a hard yeah. path as well. So in 2012, when I came up to the fork in the road and I said, it's going to be hard to build this business, but it's also going to be hard to keep being broke and to keep being unfulfilled. I just chose my heart. I chose my heart. And everybody hearing this, this show right now can do the exact same thing. Choose your heart.
0: Oh, I love it, man. Good, good stuff. All right. I want to respect your time. I know you got to bounce. You got some back-to-backs happening right now. Uh, Where can we pick up your book? Is it on Amazon? Have you got a, a web address that we can go to?
1: It's everywhere, first and foremost. But if you want to check out some awesome stuff, endorsements from Gary Vaynerchuk, Seth Godin, um, Erica Mandy, Dory Clark, Neil Patel, the first chapter actually is on this URL for free. You can see my writing style. Um, There's five insane bonuses that come with the book. If you order before March 23rd, for those listening after, the book is still amazing. So go get it. UncommonSuccessBook.com. Uncommon success
0: book.com. Legend, legend. Hey, John, we wrap up this interview with this last question. If you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like?
1: It would be this listen nothing that I've done has come from inside this head. We are all standing upon the shoulders of giants. We have all learned from those who have come before us. Success leaves clues. So listen to these wise words by Albert Einstein and apply it to your life. Try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value.